0: This was a lot of classic. It is. Uh, this was a choice of Jared. And I can't say that I'm disappointed because I was blanking out on what we were going to do. And uh, this was a good choice,
1: man. I may not always have the best choices, but I have choices. And I think of the exact, this is at the top.
0: Yeah, this is good. This is really good, man. Uh, it's, it's It's subjective. Yeah, of course. How do you feel about Super 8 films? How do you feel about SOV? Yeah. But, you know, this one, before you pitched this as the one we were going to come back to do, it had been a while since I watched it. And I remember buying a bootleg VHS tape of this movie three years ago. And I was like, got to have the abomination, dude. Got to.
1: <clears throat> I think Mike. It's an abomination if you don't have the abomination. <laughs> it is. It is. It's uh Mike
0: <laughs> Mike from Acid Witch and all the other bands that he's in, the hundred other bands. He penned this thing that was like power time movie.
1: Yeah. This is yeah. That, this
0: is this might be the pinnacle power time movie. You want to put this on during power time, and those of you know who don't know power time is power time and that's power time, so
1: yeah, this is a good choice, dude. And uh, dude, if you're fucking having some beers with some friends, this is one of those movies you put on. Yeah. Um, and it just it 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 fits so well.
0: It does. There's a lot of uh, gore and cheese to go around, and some really bad dialogue, and that just makes for a great power time movie. Um, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to turn it over to you for the synopsis of what we're going to get into here. What is the plot to this abomination
1: that we're going to get into? <laughs> <here>? <laughs> okay. So the plot of this fucking masterpiece. Yes. Is, uh, it's an SOV, uh, it's not SOV, it's a super eight film. Yep. There's a difference uh, folks. Yes. Um, and pretty much there's a son and a mom. The mom's, like, big into, like, evangelical fucking televangelists on the TV. And she coughs up something. Her kid ends up with it. He's, like, an adult son. Not even a kid. It's an adult fucking son. This dude's, like, in his mid-30s. Like. (laughs) Probably, yeah. He's hanging out with Kelly. He's on the. And he's drinking a beer in the kitchen.
0: But he (laughs) is living with mom, yeah. Yeah,
1: he's on the verge. He, He might have arthritis by now. We don't know. Yeah. Um. But yeah, he ends up with it, and now he's coughing some shit up, and then he coughs something up, and it fucking springs to life, and now it's in his truck, and he's got to feed it. He's got got control of his life, um, which it leads into like now he's got to feed this thing, and it wants blood. Yeah, uh, and a lot of it. That's the basic kicking off point of this movie, and he's talking to a doctor about it. Yeah, which like a psychiatrist.
0: Which is cool because, like, when the movie starts, there's dialogue while the credits are rolling.
1: Yeah. And the movie, okay, the movie kicks off with a fucking, like, gore reel and a dream sequence. A dream sequence slash gore reel and a repent. Dude, okay. Yeah, a that's repetitive what... dream sequence. Which, when you first watch this movie, if you're like me, it's gonna piss you off. I thought my tape was fucked up. The amount of times it repeated that, I would <laughs> I'm it like would show a different gore scene and then him popping out of the dream and a different gore scene, and it did like eight goddamn times. Yeah, if I'm not, I hate that fucking scene. And, <laughs> and, it goes on forever.
0: It really does, and like he wakes up like seven times. Yeah, he's just popping. It's just like, dude, is is, is my VHS skipping? <laughs> but no, not only that. Is this real or just a dream? Yeah. R-E-E-L. Not. <laughs> dude. So... One of my favorite aspects of this movie is the dialogue between him and what you are led to believe is a psychiatrist that he's speaking to in the beginning, because it's a pretense to these crazy things that are going to fucking
1: happen with the yeah. dream sequence that opens the film. And okay, here's the thing: you got to go into this with at, at pretty much any SLV Super Eight movie, you kind of go go into this where they they create their own world, so you got to kind of go into it with that. Um, but there's this. You don't know if what you're watching is real. You don't know what the time frame of what you're watching is in. You don't know if it's past or present, and that kind of that lends the hand of that with him with the overlay narration of talking to the doctor. You kind of get a grasp on it, but it kind of loosely is goes back and forth. And what are are you watching? Things that happen in the past? Are you watching things that happen currently? Are you watching things that are a fucking dream? It's this it's there. Who the fuck knows, man?
0: Yeah, but as these things are happening visually. You're listening to the dialogue between him and what is supposed to be a psychiatrist. Yeah. And you're like, well, is he dreaming this? What the fuck? And you're just watching these crazy snippets of, like, murders or just deaths, and he's involved in every one of them. But the way he's pitching it to this person is, I had to dream a again. He's having a nightmare. Yeah. And then we get into... Real time in the movie where his mom is watching this evangelist person on TV. God, what was that dude's name? Fog. Fog, yeah. Yeah. Two Gs. Whatever Fog. Something Uh, Fog. Yeah. And she's totally into it. And I'm fairly certain she was smoking a clove. Um, If you watch closely, it's not a cigarette. It's not a cigar. It's a fucking clove probably, which is
1: cool. Rip ripped those filters
0: off. Yeah. We don't need those. But she's watching this, and it's pretty cool that he tries to pitch to her that, like, he don't believe in religion. And he's cool with her being down with what she's down with. But, but this dude's her. just after your money.
1: <laughs> yeah, dude. Like, <laughs> Which yeah. honestly is like, dude, Brett McCormick, the director, that's actually really cool. He threw that in there. Well, he grew up in Texas, and he was like, he's like those those people are all around. But he held, he held no ill will towards them because he's like, you're finding out a way to, you make a buck. And it's not us to, up to us to protect the gullible. He's like, so whatever, man. Yeah. He has he actually quoted on saying, like, make your own religion. Instead of taxing churches, just make your own religion and make some money off of gullible people. Like, it's not us, up to us to fucking, like, protect the gullible. Yeah, I mean. But he, he, he's aware of it. He knows and he obviously has his views on them, but he's like, oh, whatever, no, dude, if you're if you're able to scam gullible people with your religious... That's your hustle, man. Dude, yeah, whatever, man. I'm not going to hate you for it. Yeah. But, yeah, he has the main character being like, these guys are just fucking scamming you, dude.
0: <laughs> yeah. And he tried to, like, really pitch that to her, but she wasn't hearing it because...
1: No. Know. No. If you, I mean, honestly, if you're a person who's watching televangelists all day, you're not hearing much of anything except for what they're
0: saying. To yeah. Me. Yeah. And, <laughs> and she made it very clear that her attention was undivided. If you're watching the 700 Club, you're not fucking, yeah, good riddance to that fuck. Uh <laughs> <laughs> a side note. Um so now we're in to a story where he is at this point a normal guy that has a girlfriend and like does his thing and stuff, yeah. you know. But like later that night she has what she believes to be a tumor. hmm And she becomes sick and coughs it up.
1: And this... That's like a totally normal thing you do with a tumor, by the way. I don't understand how If you that, have tumors, you just cough those fuckers up, man. I
0: mean, she just hacked up a fucking tumor, apparently, <laughs> that ended up in a trash can. And then we have... He comes home and he notices a foul stench in the kitchen Yeah, as he's drinking a beer by the sink, but doesn't think anything of it. What happens then?
1: That's when it, uh, I'm fucking drunk. It's it somehow like, <laughs> comes, that's when it gets like, comes out and like, it and, comes like, out of the fucking trash. Up, that's when he fucking swallows it. Right.
0: Yeah. it Like, like. Crawls into
1: yeah yeah like he swallows it it becomes he craw- like he, like, it, like army crawls his way out and fucking uh, sneaks into him and he fucking swallows it and that's when he gets infected by it yeah quote unquote but it's like yeah his mom fucking coughs something up his girlfriend's coughing something up yeah he fucking ingests it
0: yeah now we have like let's let's move forward now this is fucking
1: him up. Yeah. He's, he's, like, he's fucking laying in bed, reading a magazine, just fucking
0: gagging. There's like blood coming from his mouth. He's all fucked up. And she's and like, Okay, here's a
1: sidestep to this. Okay, because it, it, it it's, it's very apparent in this scene. The overdubbing. Oh, God. The af, the afterdubbing where they re, they made the movie and then they go back in and dub over all the sound effects. they All the voices. Mm-hmm. Him... Coughing up his goddamn lung while flipping through a magazine. <laughs> it's like, the, outside of the one scene later on is one of the most obnoxious scenes in the goddamn movie. <laughs> Samsonite. I was way <laughs> off. You just hear crinkling pages and, uh, uh. Oh, yeah. and...
0: she's knocking on the door like, I'm going to okay. get a fucking hatchet and break this door down. <laughs> like, it's a
1: whole thing, right? Mom said I should stay home from work. Her mom said I should get some sleep and some rest. Miss my day off.
0: Yeah. He gets infected with this thing. Yeah. He's coughing up blood. He hacks it up. Mm hmm. Right? But he wants to hide it under the bed because Homeboy Fog. Yeah. Comes yep. to the house. And now we have him hiding this fucking, like, tumor that was hacked up by one person, infected him, he hacked it up, now it's under the bed, right? Then what happens? Now,
1: this thing becomes a thing. Yeah, now, this is basically where it comes to the point where it's, like, it's gaining control over him, and now he needs to feed it to keep it happy.
0: But, it, but in the small window, he's still living like a normal life. He's like, well, yeah. this is like I'm just doing my thing. Like, I'm hanging out with my chick. Like, we're hanging out. Then this thing starts becoming a fucking issue, and it needs to be fed. And then we're just we're going to spiral out from there because he goes on a fucking
1: killing spree. Dude, The thing in the back of his truck is fucking driving him crazy, and he needs to feed it. Oh, my God, <laughs> man. So now he is finding human beings to fucking kill to feed this thing. Which, if you watch the beginning movie, you can start pinpointing all the kills they showed in the beginning. Because they basically just give you a rundown of a majority. They don't show everything. Pretty close, but they show a lot. Oh, yeah. And you can piece them all together.
0: (laughs) Basically... Every time he wakes up in the beginning of the movie is a kill in the movie yeah. that's coming.
1: Yeah. They but, don't show every single one? Eh, no. Close
0: enough. But super cool that uh, a few of them were the
1: from behind knife cutting the throat. Oh, yeah. They use that multiple times. It's effective, though. It works. Like the it. very first one, as we've talked about, very reminiscent of the first kill in Friday 13th. Yeah. Annie's death. The hitchhiker in the first Friday
0: the Thirteenth. Yeah. It just has that whole like, same feel to it. SOV uh, from the point of someone looking at someone getting the throat cut from the front, someone cutting the throat from the back, and then the blood splurt like spraying out. I just instantly got that same aesthetic, but I have to give a nod to the practical effects. Yeah, on this movie because uh, aside from the monster from the Abomination. The fucking throat cutting scenes and the like, some of that shit's pretty fucking impressive for
1: how low budget the movie was. No, it is hundred percent, and that it's. I think that lends itself to why it's part of the reason why this movie still has the following. It does. It's like a very niche following for this movie, mm-hmm. but that's why the 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 effects of the movie. There's still a
0: love for practical effects, like yeah. even even in like throughout multiple generations even the younger ones now that are like you know what practical effects are pretty cool like you know now that everything's like readily available like through streaming and, and 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 you know stuff like that you go back and you look at the practical effects and it's pretty cool to see like younger people being like you know what you know people that were uh you know here or there like raised on cgi Which is not their fault, it's just that's the way That's what they knew when they grew up, yeah. Yeah, but then you go back and you watch one of these, and if you still have appreciation for, like, practical effects, and we're not talking, like, Paramount Pictures, Friday the 13th practical effects, because those were great, obviously, but a low-budget film that has these kind of practical effects is pretty impressive, man. You don't find that,
1: per se, too much in low-budget films from the 80s. No, especially in the SOV genre, like, it's, you don't, it depends. I guess it depends. It depends on what you look for in these type of movies and what you're going after. Um, if you're just going after some type of splatter, you get that for days and be happy. But if you're going after like really good looking practical effects, you don't find that a lot, especially in the SOV like Super Eight realm. You're not like getting like these fucking like amazing like John Carpenter's The Thing level practical effects. No.
0: No, but it's still impressive, like, correct. But, like, when you see, like, you know, in, in this movie, there's a couple scenes where I'm like, alright, they did that pretty, pretty fucking good. Oh, yeah, yeah. A couple of throat slit scenes, I'm like, alright, that's pretty cool for, like, how, you know, I mean, we're not talking sledgehammer here. Yeah. We're not talking, like, every fucking extra effect you have on a home video camera. We're talking, like, someone actually did some makeup and some fucking, like... We're not watching things. <laughs> And for a tailspin, brother.
1: <laughs> <laughs> fucking tailspin! I'll flip this
0: fucking table right now. <laughs> okay, so, uh... Yeah, no, I was... Pr- <laughs> I was pretty impressed with some of the fucking... Not all of them, alright? And we're not even getting to into the abomination yet, but, like, some of the fucking practical effects, I was like, okay. Even in the first time I watched it years ago, I'm like, alright, yeah, man. But, uh, so a nod to, uh, the, the special effects. Um... I also want to just point out, like a side note, that there is someone that stars in this movie named Blue Thompson. Their name is Blue Thompson, and that's pretty cool. And then we got a Jude Johnson and a Scott Davis. If you can find them, good luck. And Jared actually pointed out that Brett McCormick, who is the director of this film and also was... A part like he had a small part in the film as well. Mm -hmm. Was in the movie Casino. Fuck yeah, he was. Which for some of the younger audiences listening to this was a movie that was made back in the day when there were these things called moving pictures, (laughs) and uh, (laughs) featured an actor named Robert De Niro and Joe Pesci, (laughs) are former uh academy award winners uh directed maybe. by a guy named scorsese yeah you he kind of was you a know. thing maybe. for a minute i don't know but uh to the few people that may understand this jared pointed this out before we started recording the director of this film was the guy in casino that got shot to death by the police holding a Euro sandwich Because they thought it was a gun, and I was uh, blew my skirt clean up. i
1: filling out paperwork for
0: months. Fucking, it's a euro sandwich. I the the director of the abomination was holding a euro sandwich. Okay, (laughs) so moving on. (laughs) That's awesome. All right, so we we're, we're moving on. Okay, so now. We're getting into the point to where his normal life is going to end, and now he has to start abiding by the abomination and feeding it. it. It's got he's he's
1: got orders. Yep, and he's killing people for it. Ah, dude, he's got that. I, which it's a, one of the first ones is the chick in the cemetery, yeah,
0: yeah. And he points out that that was just easy pickings. And he had to get her off
1: of the cemetery because he can't do it on holy ground. Yeah, which is fucking awesome <laughs> and unnecessary. Well, I mean, honestly, it kind of it kind of fits because if you listen to it, he, he can't. Okay, so he says he can't do it on holy ground. There's a whole televangelist thing, but then he also says when he's talking to the um, uh, psychiatrist that this is all prophesized from the Bible in the Book of Daniel. Yeah. So, there's this, there's a really like a religious connection to all of this going on. Yeah. Which, which
0: like is kind of like almost rules. Like he's like still abiding by rules. Like this thing's the abomination and it's.
1: But it's a demon. Can't do this on holy ground. Yeah. This is foretold by the book of Daniel and then in some other book. I can't remember the name of it. And I never looked at this. I kind of wanted to look up, like, where he was saying. I was going to, I, I would have, if I had a fucking Bible, I would have read the entire book of Daniel just to see if there's anywhere in there where it really says, like, about any type of thing, creature, demon, whatever. And I haven't. Maybe that's because I'm a lazy piece of shit. I don't fucking know. No, it's just because you don't have a Bible. Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, Internet has Bible. There's probably, like, is Walgreens still over? There's probably, <laughs> like, a Bible.internet or something. Yeah, yeah, true story. Yeah. <laughs> there's, like, right, that internet. Shit on there. Yeah. But, yeah, there's, like, this fucking connection there where it's, like... And, and it's kind of falls into that realm of, like, it's it's creating its own rules. This movie's it's creating its own rules. And it almost had this, like, biblical, religious ground set to it. Which is cool because like, it's, it's not complete... It's creating our... it like a demon. It's creating it... It's giving this rules of, like, a, a biblical creature. Yeah. And the fact that he chases her off, like, <laughs> away from the cemetery... And that motherfucker needs to do some cardio because she got away from him quick. Yeah, yeah. He was like ten feet away. The next shot, he was like fifty feet away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, it's
0: just, you know, lucky strikes and fucking Pilsner. Yeah, dude. But got he beer. got he he got he got her and uh that was one of the fallen victims. There was also like his chick. Yeah, his the, chick. Yeah. Kelly. And I think they both fell victim to the uh, throat cutting. Mm -hmm. And then you have the uh, guitar player slash singer from Electric Light Orchestra. (laughs) It's an American music band uh, from the 70s slash 80s. Want a beer? Want a beer? (laughs) Thought you were sick. I got better. Or no, I got well. (laughs) Thought you were sick. I got well. Yeah. Want, want a, a beer, beer? <laughs> <laughs> yeah and out comes the igloo cooler that coleman
1: fuck no that that was a coleman was it a coleman that was a straight was coleman, igloo. blue white top yeah white handles that yeah. was a straight coleman camper cooler it was it was maybe you're right i just screamed multi-use, out. multi-use fourth of july parties And camping trips with the fam before they put the cup holders on the lid. Oh yeah, dude, that was like that was at least ten to fifteen years out. Yeah, because they didn't make that advancement yet.
0: Now we have like a measuring on the front. Oh yeah, dude. So so if you're fishing, you can measure your fish. You can measure your fish on the lid of the cooler with four cup holders. Put your Bud Lights in there. Yeah. And there wasn't even the plastic straps that hold the lid from f- fucking... Oh, yeah, that was all hinges. Now. No, no, fucking... you pull it clean yeah, up. That old
1: metal, the old metal boy. Dude, that fucking old metal boy with the, with the, the metal latch. <laughs> the turnover metal latch, like the old window latch. Yeah,
0: nothing's getting warm, dude. Oh, it dude, stays that, cold all day. That
1: was, the, that was the one step up from that. And then we went into the 90s, mid-90s to the upstep with the fucking cup holders and the fish ruler. <laughs> Dude, those old metal latch
0: ones were literally made just for army rations. They were like army rations. My dad had
1: one, and my parents had one. We'd always go camping when I was a kid before they got that cabin. Um, Chuck, the dude I'm working with right now? Yeah, yeah. He's got one. The old school. He pulled it out, and it's always stocked with beer. He just keeps it in his garage because he's like, Always oh, wrenching on some motors, and he has, like, friends come over to, like, help him tear down build-up motors and shit, and he's like, yeah, dude, there's fucking beer in the cooler. And it's at that old-school Metal Latch Coleman. I'm oh, like, motherfucker, God. this is giving me fucking flashbacks. This is nom 67 flashbacks going on. Like burnt, <laughs> drained motor oil. Yeah. Just, yeah.
0: increased in the back somewhere, someone smoking a fucking cigarette, yeah. And
1: then I crack the cooler, and it's, like, sitting there, there's, like, hams and pbr sitting in water like at one point this was ice he said yeah there's cold beer in there well it's cold water like it's cold enough it's cold enough i guess (laughs) yeah yeah
0: that's fucking sweet but yeah so like the guy from elo grabs what he thinks is going to be a beer out of the coleman cooler and it goes
1: south from there yeah that dude just straight blindly opens the fucking cooler and throws his hand in Yeah, he didn't even look. He didn't even look. How high is it up with ice, man? Is it like fucking tacked to the top? The top? And you just throw your hand in? You just broke your fucking finger. Good luck doing your job playing that LEO concert tomorrow night. you just broke your hand on ice. He he didn't didn't even fucking look, man. No, there was a lot of trust there. Dude, he threw (laughs) that hand in. He just fucking threw it.
0: He was looking straight at fucking my man, dude. And uh, it went south real quick. And uh he fell victim to the abomination.
1: Oh. That hand's gone. Uh, the whole motherfucker's gone. So uh hand, you know, wrist, halfway up the forearm maybe. You know, whatever. It's it's all it's it's all dangerous. It's abominations. <laughs> but we
0: have to get into like the worst part of the movie for me, which is the cat. Oh yeah. Do not fuck with cats, man. <laughs> the gift needs food. And Unfortunately, it's a black cat, and we're going to get into this black cat ends up in a toilet with the lid closed, (laughs) and I just like, aside from that, I would have to say the only other low point is the mom's yelling and
1: screaming while she's being
0: eaten by the abomination,
1: and we talked about this earlier, it's, you know my hatred for the mom in Blood Rage. It's a thing. I love that movie. It the mom in Blood Rage is almost enough to ruin the fucking movie for me. It's pretty bad. She's fucking horrible. I hate it. To this is your mom from Blood Rage dialed up a little bit. Oh my god. (laughs) It
0: just does not stop. It's like eight minutes of like that same pitched
1: scream. That's that overdub, man. man. That's that like after like, after it's filmed, and then you go in and dub it, like, you can do dialogue usually, and it fits okay. You can kind of sync that up. But when it's, like, screaming and yelling, dude, it's, you always get the actor doing the same scream or yell over and over for each oh, thing. that's so bad, dude. So it lends into that, especially when they're annoying as the mom from fucking Blood Rage.
0: <laughs> yeah, she's pretty bad. Uh, but, yeah, imagine her screaming for eight minutes. It's it's pretty bad. But
1: then you see that it's about to bite her head off, and you're like, okay, there's some relief coming.
0: You know, and it's weird because, like, just a sidestep, in any old slasher movie you see, you always got the one douchebag or chick. You absolutely want to see die because they suck. Yeah. I have no hatred towards this woman, except for the fact that the screaming needs to stop. Eat this fucking broad. <laughs> Eat her, dude. Like, get, end it. You know, and like, 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 so she falls victim to the abomination as well, which is in the cupboard at this point. We got stovetops popping up and cupboards opening. Awesome aesthetic, by the way.
1: Oh yeah, at this point, you realize the abominations in—it's fe- all through the kitchen. Yeah, the fucking yeah, the stoves coming. every cupboard door opens. Okay, sidestep here though. What I fucking love, and it carries throughout the movie. Every time they show the abomination, the hissing mm-hmm. sound they make. I don't know why it's the simplest fucking thing but I fucking love it. It fits so well like they sh- every time they show them cuz this the abomination kind of has a deadly spawn vibe to it. For sure. Um but adding that hissing sound dude, it just sells it for me.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, it and it always that's the prelude to the next like massacre is you hear that, and you're like, the abomination's in fucking. It's, it's in the, the
1: washer. It's in the cabinets. Yeah. It's in the stove. It's Wherever, in the sink. The cooler. It's like a. Yeah, dude. Yeah. It just sells it for me. I love it. Yeah, it's pretty. Yeah, it's
0: good. Uh, uh, as far as overdubbing, whoever chimed that in there is yeah. fucking great. Whoever's yeah. idea that
1: was, <laughs> yeah. give it like a snake sound. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Pretty awesome. She falls victim. She's gone. And uh, now we're at about four or five people. Uh, And then at this point, is he now going to Kelly's house? Is that she was like the last, right? Yeah. Yeah. He like took a lot of joy in his mom dying. Well, the last I think might have been the fog guy. Was the evangelist the last to die? I believe it was. Because remember, Dude, the, he
1: walked. Because
0: oh. because the the mom. Well,
1: he walks in the. No, am I remember this wrong? He, who's the one at the very end of the movie that walks back out of the house? Yeah, that's um, actually. I think that's quote unquote the doctor. He walks into the house, but then he. Like, after the end scene where uh, she dies, then he walks out. Or after, when he dies, then he walks out. Okay. And then they, that's when, like, the the big fucking, like, reveal where it's, like, this whole thing has been a dream in his fucking head. And the doctor's even, like, even I made an occurrence in your dream. Yeah like you've you killed all those people you're having these dreams to kind of try to make yourself feel better about the fact that you killed all these fucking people seven people yeah are dead yeah um so
0: Kelly Kelly gets killed evangelist dude gets killed but on on the note of
1: him well it's also the scene that's okay, we kind of need to talk about that scene it's quick. They have a scene of the evangelist dude just taking a shit with the door open. And the sound effects are just out of control. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a thing. <laughs> yeah, They did, okay, there are a few parts in this movie they try to throw in comedy. Of and course. And this is one of his, this is honestly like he did, he technically did like a movie before this movie. But this was pretty much his first movie. Yeah. And he did this and Ozone, um... It's a full name for it: Ozone Attack of the Redneck Mutants. He did this and that simultaneously. So pretty much, this is his first real full movie, and he was. Tr- they didn't have the. He didn't have the level of skill down to do it, but he tried throwing in comedy and keeping the horror, and the comedy just kind of was like ridiculous. Yeah, <laughs> so like, it's pretty extra. Yeah, but it's it fits, dude. It fucking fits.
0: <laughs> Um, also, I just wanted to, the evangelist, um, the mom goes to him and cuts him a check. Yeah. That's yeah. a great fucking yeah. scene. Is it not? He's <laughs> <laughs> like, up 200 bucks for a tumor. An exorcism goes for at least a thousand. Oh my God. That's like gold to me. I laughed my ass off, but, uh, yeah. So pretty much at this point, you get the idea, like seven people have fallen to the abomination, but this is this is where this is the point I wanted to get to with this film. Yeah, the dialogue. Okay, at the end of this film, that repeats, where he is basically saying the abomination. What does he repeat there? Because that's incredible. Like it's the um, something of desolation.
1: Oh, is the, it the,
0: when the – it's in the kitchen scene, right? Yeah, but he's but he's reflecting back on stuff. Like, he's oh, chasing the, shit, the chick. Yeah. yeah. And he keeps repeating it, but, like, the, the voice, it becomes distorted and shit. And, like,
1: you're – Oh, the, yeah, dude. The, the, the fucking effects they put yeah. on the – the overlay voice As he's going through these yeah. like flashbacks of like everything
0: that's happened what he says there is equivalent and on par to what Patrick Bateman says at the end of American Psycho which I will have scripted in stone and buried <laughs> with me if that's what I so choose to do once I cash my check on life if I'm cremated burn a fucking piece of paper with that scripture on there I do not wish for a better world for anybody That whole thing that Patrick Bateman says at the end of American Psycho, what he says at the end of this movie, for an SOV or Super 8 movie, low budget, is pretty fucking evil and pretty fucking awesome. Then, then we go to the end of the movie and... The reveal of him not talking to a psychiatrist, but he, in fact, murdered seven people.
1: And then there's a the well, realization. He's still talking to a psychiatrist. Right. He's still talking to a doctor. But the, re- but it's like the, the, that's when the reveal comes like, no, you, you're you having these dreams, but you killed these seven, there's seven people. There's seven people dead. Yeah, yeah. Like You're having these dreams to kind of try to make yourself feel better about the fact that you killed these people and make it seem like you didn't do it. He's like, I'm even in your dream. I'm this doctor. Like that's oh, me.
0: But that's fucking that's awesome to me. Like it and is. then credits roll. Well, especially like, dialogue
1: still going. It's it's a it's one of those. It's playing on the 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 reality of what you hear versus the reality of what you see.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So you're seeing one thing and you're thinking that's real, but then once you start paying attention to what you're hearing, you've had time to get to the end. You realize like, oh no, what well, you what you saw isn't real and brett mccormick has talked about that in interviews where he's like no it's 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 playing on the fact of you're told multiple times to like you know pay attention like believe what you hear not what you see that type of shit yeah he's like in that the abomination it's it's it plays into that like that's kind of what it that's what it plays with it's it's done pretty well for the
0: limited um you
1: know. It's a limited budget. It's a fucking very much like... Resources. Yeah, limited resources. It's just like, like your you're limited budget to make this fucking movie. But it's good ideas. And Brett McCormick, he's, he's a fucking writer. That's what he is. Yeah. Like, he he made movies and he made movies for a while. Shit, he made movies for Roger Corman. He did at least two for Roger Corman. Um, but he's a, he, he's a writer. So he has these... like It, it makes sense that he was even if with like a limited budget that he's able to kind of pull this stuff off and get these these ideas out there it was a it was a nice twist
0: and a nice refreshing like we you know going into it it's low budget you know going into it it's just you don't you don't um you don't hope for a whole lot when you you know let's say you're blindly going into it with no pre you know text or whatever and you see it and you're like man this is shot on a fucking super 8 like it's like it looks it sounds the dubbing but when you can throw that in there that the ending of this movie is is as good as it gets to me just dialogue wise because you yeah. you know you pay attention to detail
1: that the the dialogue at the end adds to it because that that ending uh like all the kill scene that that ending kill scene all the gore at the very end that is what everybody's kind of like. That's it's almost like the money shot. Like with any SLV movie, mm-hmm. the ones that hold favor still, it's always because of usually the gore. There's some like over the top fucking like practical effects. That's where they blew all their load on. But so that's usually the money shot. But then you add. Do you take that. Those scenes, that like that money shot, and then add over that fucking dialogue overlay where it just kind of like. Yeah, that's that's the dream you're having. You actually killed these fucking people. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's kind of a holy shit, like you know, in a very subtle way, but
0: it's clever, you know. It's yeah. like you you know
1: And when he when he made this, he said he was um he was kind of trying to like pay homage to like Herschel Gordon Lewis and like HP Lovecraft. Sweet. He was kinda like melding those two, which okay. makes sense. Herschel Gordon Lewis like, like originated like gore shit for of the most course. part. Yeah. And H.P. Lovecraft with just like the out of the world fucking weird monsters like shit like that. Awesome. Okay. I did not know that but that yeah that
0: makes a whole lot of sense. Yeah. Um, Yeah so the Abomination like it's for better or worse it's one of the better I, I think of the you know the VHS era you know low budget
1: films for sure. Dude it's up there. There's like a there's a good solid list. Like I think five 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 obviously be on there. Of course, this uh, deadly spawn is pretty good. Deadly spawn, yeah. Fucking um, the darkness, slime city, yeah. Headless eyes. There's some good ones in there. Yeah, fucking. Uh, I mean, shit. Even uh, the other one he did, uh, re- like simultaneously ozone. See, I haven't seen that one. That's or if one. I yeah. have,
0: it was I don't remember.
1: There's a lot. Mm. Like there's a good, a good chunk. Or a good large handful of like S O V slash like Super Eight because I I know there's differences obviously like S O V Super Eight but they have the same feel. They have it, it. It always has the same feel. It always has the same like. It's 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 like the same type of people got together to make a fucking movie. Yeah. I just one chose VHS, one chose Super Eight for the most part. But they have those same fucking feels to these fucking movies. The ones that really stand their ground. And they're. They're great. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, there's definitely duds. There's definitely ones that are fucking boring. But, I mean, even when it comes to to these type of movies, I guess I'm more forgivable the boring ones. I'm willing to... If I know I'm going into a SOV movie or a Super 8 movie, I'm willing to deal with more, like, long scenes of driving, long scenes of walking, like, shit like that. Because the editing is not always going to be right. No. It's not always going to be there. Because I think... A lot of time, it's just they're 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 trying to pad out the movie. They're trying to make the movie longer. So they, they, they yeah. leave those scenes in for a reason. Could they have cut them? Yeah. Would it have been cooler if they cut down like... What the fuck was that? Blood Tear? I always forget the name of that fucking blood movie. Blood Kiss? Blood Kiss, dude. A <laughs> guy walking around a fucking airport? <laughs> like, like, oh my God. Would Blood Kiss would have been better if they chopped it from two and a half hours down to like an hour? Almost guaranteed, dude. Oh my dude. God, yeah. But Blood Kiss is still... That is a fucking power, power time, time movie, movie, dude. For sure. Watching that over here with Mike and whoever, <laughs> that was a goddamn blast. That like there was so the... much to comment on in that oh, goddamn movie. And like... I remember like we were I felt we were there for three hours. I'm like, dude, how much longer we got in this movie? Mike's like forty five minutes. Yeah, I'm I'm like, like, we're only fuck? we're a little
0: past halfway. I'm <laughs> yeah. like What the fuck? And then there's a guy in a hot tub with like prison tattoos, dude, but they're like Eddie from Yeah, doing the hot tub,
1: banging some chick out, he's got like an prison-style Eddie from the Killers album yeah, tattooed yeah. on and him. Yeah, and like
0: a fucking candle mask tattoo <laughs> that's like eat, like
1: a needle and fucking... Then it cuts to a scene of just some dude running, walking down basically a tarmac. Yeah, a tarmac <laughs> on the outside like... of the
0: fence, and he had short arms and shit, and then you got like, Oh yeah, dude, had, like, the fucking short arm, dude. Yeah, the short arms, and then you had the like the cloaks and the fucking seance and the fucking sacrifice. You that know, movie was, was really... wild.
1: But it fucking shows like...
0: That movie <laughs> was fucking, wild. So people get a really. Uh, Siskel and Ebert said this movie was wild. <laughs> <laughs> the <Rex> are reviewed <laughs>
1: <laughs> Fucking, that's like the, like they had they had a dream they had a vision and they were like we are making it this long. They didn't cut shit. <laughs> we're not stopping now. And then and you it's get a the other people who hour, are like banger. They get other people are like we're doing an Sov movie. We don't know what we're doing. We're gonna we're gonna chop this fucking up. It's like you have the people who are unwilling to cut their movies and the people who are like, no, we're good at editing. We're going to cut the shit out of this. We'll make it short. They That's why Tech of the Killer or... Refrigerator is like an hour long, tops. Yeah, I, I can't actually. I can't remember how long the movie is. I don't even think it's. I don't even think it's an hour, dude. It's like three minutes or
0: some shit. It's just. it It's too long for a short film. <laughs> not quite a feature. Yeah, it's not quite a feature or a skit. <laughs> but. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, you know, but yeah, Power Time movie, in fact, is
1: the abomination fits in there for sure um see the thing is though it fits in there but it doesn't have like like certain movies will fit into that category better because oh, they're just sure. dumb over the top stupid dialogue we got microwave masker in the game Yeah, like, like, that's a power time oh, movie oh my god like <laughs> that's a yeah favorite. like stupid dialogue like like really dumb something and and that this movie kind of plays it straight for the most part they try throwing in intentional comedy Yeah. And that's, like, the unintentional comedy is what really adds to a power time movie. Where you're just, like, you're you're cracking, like, a 30 rack just watching, like, the most ridiculous thing. Yeah. But this is 100% still in that category. If you're having beers with some friends and you haven't seen Abomination, throw it on. For sure. And then after that, throw it on by yourself and really watch it. Yeah. It's worth it. Yeah. It's, uh, there's... (laughs)
0: There's few movies of this caliber that really fucking
1: deliver like this one does, so it was a good choice. And uh, yeah, fucking. I mean, at this point, you're listening to us. You should know if you like Sov and Super Eight or not. Yeah, if you're one of those people who do and you haven't checked this out, you should, You would like. You would enjoy this fucking this
0: presentation. Yeah, to all the homies and homats, if you haven't seen The Abomination 1986, it is on YouTube. It is. You can is, watch dude. it on
1: YouTube, and it's ad-free, because mine was. Have you seen, kind of to bring up his other movies, uh, he did a movie in 98 with fucking Gunnar Henson. Really? Replicator? I have not. Massacre Video released it. Awesome. It has fucking uh, Brink-Stevens in it. Really? Yeah. I have it upstairs. All-star ensemble (laughs) already. I have it upstairs. Awesome.
0: Okay. Well, fucking A, (laughs) man.
1: We'll pop some corn one of these days and fucking do it, right? It's one of the... Okay. This was another thing I kind of wanted to get into in this episode because I feel like it's, it's worth mentioning. So... We all love the, like, SOV and Super 8, these, like, really bad, very, like, amateur made movies. Mm Mm-hmm. And we we love them. We cherish them. We uh, can even talk about, like, oh, yeah, this kind of, this sucks, but it's still good. Like, it's, the dialogue sucks or the acting sucks, but it's still a good fucking movie. Like, these type of movies are still being made, but I feel like because the technology makes things look way fucking better and more crisp, and then, like, people use, like, shitty art and design that just people write them off at a higher level now like it's just not even really accepted to that degree like people are just like oh fuck this movie yeah that that can't happen and it happens a lot and i'm not saying it's wrong because i'm sure i i know there is a lot of these newer movies that are like super low budget super like independent but because they're Relying on CGI and they're relying in in it and it looks really crisp at like four K. It just doesn't have that same vibe, doesn't have the same feel, the acting doesn't have the same feel, the writing is the same thing. Yeah. But like the spirit of these movies is still alive and you should still gotta give the newer directors and the newer filmmakers who are really trying to just like make a movie on a shoestring budget a chance. And like, don't write them off just because it's, like, newer technology and newer cameras. And just at least give them a fucking shot. Absolutely. Because you will you may find someone, like, yeah, you're not digging it because it looks a little too polished. Mixed with, like, the shitty acting and the shitty writing and maybe some CGI. But it's going to be more of those digging through some shit and finding some good ones. Yeah. You'll still find some good shit in there. You got to dig through a lot of shit. But that's the same thing with SOV back like the S O V movies, yep, and the Super Eight movies. There were still a lot of fucking shit. And like when you get farther away from it, you you tend to kind of look back on that whole genre with like rose tinted lenses mm-hmm. and think like, oh yeah, like S O V fucking amazing. Like yeah, well, look at all the ones that fucking kind of sucked. Yeah. You may have more that suck now because it's just even more so now. It's easier for people to make. Because shit, you could fucking make a movie with an iPhone. Yeah, the camera's well enough to For sure. do it. Yeah, yeah. But just fucking, I don't know, man. I'm drunk, but <laughs> as we should be. Like, each their own. New movies are kind of like, eh, especially new like lower ones, eh. But at least give them a fucking shot, because you're yeah. gonna you're gonna find some like newer directors who are really fucking like not in it to like just kind of. Get a reputation, but they're in it because they actually have a fucking love for that shit. Yeah, true story. Give it a shot. You might find some shit that's actually worthwhile.
0: Before we uh, move on from this, I just want to chime in on what you just said. I miss IFC short film
1: Mm -hmm.
0: marathons because that was the true meat and potatoes of people that just made 15 to 20 minute features and crammed as much as they, and some of them had no dialogue. They were just like a Mr. Bean. Yeah. type But some there, of them man. were fucking mind blowing. And that's, that's what we do this for. And that's what, that's what matters.
1: So I'll leave it Dude, at, the, at, the at the end, end of the like, day. Like we all kind of fucking talk shit on like newer stuff. When we talk shit, on like, really horrible shit. But when it comes down to it, I haven't made a fucking movie, let alone a short film. Right. And I haven't, and even if I did, would I have had it screened somewhere? Probably fucking not. Yeah. I don't fucking know. I haven't done it. But I mean, they've actually fucking done that shit. Yeah. And I'm, it may suck and I may laugh at it and I may think it's fucking stupid, but at the end of the day, you fucking done this shit and I haven't fucking done this shit. True story. <laughs> like, Cheers to that, man.
0: So, yeah, Abomination 1986. Check that shit out. Absolutely check that out. It is, it is shit on out. YouTube, and it is worth at least one watch. And uh, hit us up if you uh, watch it for the first time or for the thousandth time. Tell us what you think. Absolutely. Because it's,
1: as you said, 100% worth watching.
0: Yeah, it is. For sure. So, uh, noted... And important. Uh Jared and I recently <laughs> Jared and I recently went I don't know what year it is, but we went and seen Fister and Acid Witch. I think Witch. it's in the twenties. Yeah, it's somewhere in there. Twenty twenty? I don't know. Three, uh, Fister Acid Witch and Ilsa.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh last weekend was that or That was like a couple weekends ago. Yeah.
0: And that was a solid fucking show though. Fister is my favorite fucking musical act of all time, and uh, Acid Witch are the homies of all time, so that was an excellent show. Dude,
1: double shout-outs. Yeah.
0: Didn't see that coming. Yeah, thanks, guys, for that. If you if you hear this episode, thank you, uh, Fister dudes and Acid Witch dudes, for giving a shout-out to our podcast. We're huge fans of both. And all of you and uh friends and fans. Mm hmm. Yeah, that was awesome. It also was pretty cool too. Yeah, man, my first time seeing those guys. You know, I was on the fence on how you'd feel about that band, but Yeah, they're uh they've been around forever.
1: Yeah, they have like a hundred releases and they play just their more like doom shit. Yeah. And uh it I was dug it.
0: yeah, I was actually impressed, so that was awesome. And then um <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> i don't know <laughs> enlighten me <laughs> i was just gonna say how fucking uh kenny came up to us and gave us both the fucking uh oh the, the uh blu-ray the blu-ray and you know when yours like on the walk to the car you're like there's fucking no disc in here <laughs> yo yo kenny kenny <laughs> kenny
0: if you hear this man you're my homie and I was definitely tying one on that night, but you gave me an empty Blu-ray case.
1: Dude, I'm pretty sure he grabbed probably the last two they had.
0: Maybe. And it was the display case. Yep, yep.
1: <laughs> and like one of the All last good, one. though. And
0: I didn't realize until we were walking to the car. It
1: worked out, man. You already had it, and I didn't.
0: You got it for me for my birthday. Yeah. So when it came out. So now I have a spare case for artwork to plaster on my coffee table. Thank you. Kenny, and uh, it was good seeing you, fellas. You guys <laughs> tore it up. Um, <clears throat> also, we went and seen uh, Girth and Couple Skate came came through. That oh, was yeah, awesome. That was yeah. That was a groovy time. We were doing uh, it was a banger fucking show. Dude, I haven't seen Couple Skate in years. Yeah, it's been a while. No, about a year. We seen them at uh, the Mortician show last year.
1: Oh yeah, fuck! I forgot about that show. No, it was
0: a year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was like a year, pretty much yeah, a it was year in a year. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much no, a was, fucking year. It was cool though. Uh, a couple skate rolled through, and um, we we seen Alucart. That was fun,
1: dude. Those dudes. <laughs> no. I didn't. I never actually checked them out. Yeah, that's a. They're real from thing. Lima, and like a lot of the homies were from there. And I just kind of figured, I'm like, okay, it's kind of gonna be. I get what it's gonna be. I did not get what it was gonna be. I didn't know they did a thing. I didn't know they really played they didn't, I didn't realize they leaned into that whole a la carte thing. It's a real thing. But it's amazing. Yeah. The singer is dressed like a waiter and he's holding the towel, the towel like, over like his arm like a very food. fancy waiter the whole goddamn time. The drummer and guitar player are dressed like chefs and then the goddamn guitar player puts on the the little hat that you put on the end of a turkey leg. Yeah, he's got that on the head of his guitar. Yeah, like he, they, they go the distance. Yeah, they go. going la carte speed. as fuck, <laughs> and
0: it's and it's mince grind as fuck, and that and it was enjoyable.
1: A, yeah. worth checking out digitally. B, you better check them out live. Yeah, the aesthetic is worth the price of admission. Oh, oh my god, god. dude! I, want yeah, that. it was fucking good. Like. When I get, who the fuck pointed was it you that pointed out the guitar to me? I could I didn't I couldn't let it, it. go. Like, did you see There's this fucking guitar little, head? I'm like, no, what's up, paper
0: man? that little paper chef hat you put yeah. on the legs of a turkey on Thanksgiving, <laughs> those little like paper like white things. He had it on the end of his guitar and he would not let that go. It's a thing. And he was wearing a chef's
1: hat. The and good okay like, so yeah the, the you, drummer man. and guitar player were rocking chef outfits with the hat. The guitar player had the little fucking bonnet on the fucking head bonnet. of his guitar, and I think it was a headless guitar. <laughs> it probably had to have been. That's and not it like gonna was, put on a headstock. Goddamn amazing! I had my my blind ass in the background was kind of squinting to see it, but I'm like, you gotta be kidding me! That's what that is. It That's hundred percent what that is. That's fucking golden. <laughs> <laughs> fucking fire, dude. Like when people like, dude, when people go all in on a thing, I love it. That's do it. You want that? I'm yeah. I'm for
0: it. Yep. All right, so I'm gonna get into uh, uh, maybe three weeks ago, in the backyard of Jared's house, we watched Sleepaway Camp on the projector screen. Yeah, which was awesome. And the, and I'm gonna segue we had into had a couple fucking newbies. Yeah, we had some cats in here and uh, never
1: seen. Who aren't really big in the horror realm.
0: Yeah. So, people listening, can you imagine watching the original Sleepaway Camp with people who don't have any idea what the (laughs) fuck is about to happen? We're talking short shorts. We're talking dudes with dicks. We're talking... Or chicks with dicks. We're talking buff dudes with short shorts.
1: It was We're talking people who, if they've seen a horror movie, it was probably in the late 90s, early 2000s. Because they're not into horror movies. Yeah. So when this got pulled out, they're like, what's going on? And then they were there for it, and it they were, like, awesome. all about it. And then,
0: bam. Yeah. <laughs> it, like a ton of bricks. Fucking, what does that do? Does
1: that blow your mind? <laughs> that just dude, happened. It blew fucking Wavy Gravy's mind. <laughs> yeah, Wavy Gravy rolled through <laughs> with, like, a cooler. tie died <laughs> the fuck out. Wasn't ready. I had to explain. I had to back up to... Pretty much the beginning of the movie and be like, remember that scene? Yeah. Remember those two kids? Yep. Remember the accident? Yeah. Go back to the boat accident. Go forward. Now it makes sense. Swap it. Yes. You see what happened? Yeah. And she's like, oh, my God.
0: Magic Man. Now you see
1: me. Now you don't. <laughs> and shake and bake.
0: Shake and <laughs> Why in the fuck would you want to listen to the radio with the TV on? Because I like the party. Why am I even talking to you, man? i I had to call you tomorrow. Yeah, that, it was fucking... <laughs> that was fun. That was awesome. Snacks were ready, readily available. And I'm going to segue that into what I've been watching, and I'll keep it short, dude. I have not been watching tapes because Jared hooked me up with a Roku stick from my room because he's the man. And I just go with whatever segues into whatever, so... <laughs> the, this is this is what I've been watching. Aside from Mystery Science Theater three thousand, and Cheers, I've been I watched nine seven six Evil two. Okay, the I had a feeling you were going to say the sequel Factor. The second one is fire. It's not as good as the first, but it's equally it's it's pretty bad, but it's good, right? <laughs> okay, if if anybody knows this. Cannibal Camp Out has been uploaded to Tubi. Oh, yeah. And I want that as fucking as bad as it gets. The Abomination, dude. <laughs> I don't know,
1: dude. I don't know. which Chipper Massacre might be up there yeah, too.
0: Yeah, no, that's been uploaded as well. Okay. Okay. I did not I have not watched that, but I see I added it to my list. Cannibal Camp Out. There's a line that a dude says to a chick in a car that is the fucking most offensive thing you could possibly say to a fucking human being. It's a hard 85, 80... I don't know what... Cannibal Camp Out. I'm like, (laughs) did he just really say that to that chick? Oh, my God. And it's really bad. It's a bad movie, but you want it. Uh, One of the fucking movies that I did put on that I can't remember segued into Stage Fright. Which I haven't seen in a while. So I'm like, why am I going to turn this off? So I watch Stage Fright. Okay, Bloodhook. (laughs) Have you seen Uh, fucking Bloodhook? All right, man. Because that eluded me all these years. Like, Bloodhook is great, dude. That is like the combination of Summer Rental starring John Candy
1: (laughs) and a slasher film.
0: It's fucking great, dude. Fuck yeah. Uh, Bloodhook. And then the last one, uh, we just uh, had Memorial Day pass. And I do have a VHS copy of Memorial Valley Massacre, a.k.a. Valley of Death. Mm-hmm. I watched that, and that's uh, that's always fun. It's biker fucking gang at the fucking thing. <laughs> yeah, so those are, those are the movies. That's all I've been watching, dude. What have you been watching, bud?
1: I've been watching way more than I can remember. But... <laughs> Getting it in, <laughs> uh, but yeah, dude, I've been fucking like chainsawing trees. I've been coming to true fucking lumberjack lately, uh, an arborist, if you will. Yeah. Uh, so I've been coming home, fucking beat the shit. Like, I'm just straight tired. But um, uh, New York Ripper, oh, that's like one of my top bangers, and I I watched it again for the first time in a minute. Still hanging with that. That's fucking top as nails right there, man. Um good shit. I was really vibing watching this movie and I don't know why. Uh, but the shining.
0: Of course. Yeah. The
1: OG? Yeah. That fucking put that on. Um and then I, I woke up almost having a goddamn anxiety attack, and I think it was <laughs> like the fucking May scene. Like that score at that scene was just in my sleep was fucking Eating my goddamn brain. <laughs> I woke up like, I can't, I can't do this, dude. I don't know why. I don't know why. It's pretty intense, yeah. Because so I put something else on. Um, but then also, uh, the mutilator. Ah, it's been a minute. Watch that again. Fall break. Gonna eat dude. a fall cake. Gonna be a fall break. Gonna eat a
0: fall cake. <laughs> <laughs> dude, yeah. That's Teflon, dude. They brought out those fucking uh, Little Debbie fall cakes with the Halloween like oh, sprinkles yeah. on it. You're like, I'm going to eat a fall cake. <laughs> <laughs> you want that, dude? Hey, shout out to fucking Teflon, dude. Listen to Insomniac. You want it. Dude, ahead, he's, dude, he's been running that box set. Yeah, man. He got the Green Day box set. I mean, who didn't like them back in, you know,
1: 1994 or whatever? <laughs> I remember you guys being drunk as shit I think here I think when Teflon came and visited We crashed And he crashed here And we were just on my porch Just fucking lit
0: That came up Oh you want it New Stewart and the Avenue man Or the westbound side Whatever You Choose your poison Choose your <laughs> destiny Test your might uh, Yeah man That was uh, Yeah the fall cake thing He was watching the mutilator Eating one of those fucking like fall cakes dude i'm like you want that yeah you're gonna eat a fall cake <laughs> and the jingle and shit <laughs> but the mutilator is fire dude it's like one of the better slashers of that time it's good it's so bad it's good dude, the dude know? that tries to like muscle over the guy at the convenience store for his two six packs if he gets the senior discount.
1: Yeah, and then they're sort of like, "Oh, this is fucking another stupid college kid." Yeah, reading <laughs> straight from a fucking script. But yeah. then my this is where my mind went when I watched that, and I still do it every fucking time. Like, so there's six of you going up to this cabin, and you're getting and you're 12, bringing man. twelve beers. Yeah. So that's two beers a piece. Wild fucking weekend, guys. Yeah, I don't get it. Am I an alcoholic? I don't know. I. I
0: mean, but I'm thinking, like, dude, me and Jared alone would get, like, a 30 rack or two. And you guys are rolling out to okay, go on a just, weekend okay. with
1: 12 beers between six people. We might be alcoholics because I remember rolling through to conventions with four 30 racks and leaving with zero. We ain't
0: the only ones. How many people can fucking testify to that? Teflon. Anybody who hung with anyone. us know what yeah. was going on, dude. We we put back beers. It's cool. Buffalo but Will, Teflon
1: yeah. Dave. Yep. Dave Nobody. Dave Nobody. All those homies. Mm-hmm. Kelby. They all know. Yeah. We put back
0: Brewski's. Always. But I like, yeah, you look back on those movies and you're like, dude, wait till you hear what I pulled over on this guy. I'm like, You didn't pull over shit. You got twelve beers or six people in the car. You fucked yourself. There's probably a fucking 30 rack somewhere at the bottom of the thing. But, yeah, Mutilator, great movie. You're going to get there at 6 p.m. By 9 p.m., no one's going to have beers. Now, you gotta got another trip.
1: Now, someone's got to leave again. That's when everybody just disperses. Yeah. And they go into the fucking the goddamn pool and...
0: Yeah, but well, th- and then they're playing Monopoly. you from herpes. Yeah, yeah. Then they're playing Monopoly. Like, oh, those 12 beers really stretched because now there's a fire going. And we're get- <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, the suspension of... Bol- yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're fucking... We're getting it. All right. Yeah. The Mutilator, dude.
1: Excellent choice. Yeah, it's been a minute. It's been a fucking minute. That second one's coming. Did you know that? No. Coop's making a second. Come on, come on, Coop. Bud Coop. Bud Coop.
0: (laughs) Huge fan of Bud Coop. Uh, So, oh, and actually,
1: sidestep back to kind of sidestep backstep. McCormick said, "McCormick said he is open to make a Abomination sequel."
0: That'd be sick.
1: I would imagine
0: he'd use, like, practical effects. I would think. I hope point. so. He's, like, a fucking...
1: He's just a writer, pretty much. This He's wrote, he wrote some screenplays, but he's pretty much just a writer. But he said, like, if the, if the opportunity came, he would be open to making an Abomination sequel. It's cool,
0: too, because, like, in today's day and age, you know, as uncool as it sounds for me to say this, we have, like, you know, Shutter and, like, you know, platforms for him to be able to do that where, you know, there would be an audience for that, so... Yeah, dude, if it could get, get,
1: get that release out there. Let's do that. Yeah. Uh, what else have you been watching, man? That's it? Like I said, I can't remember shit I've been Nodin. watching. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Those are I'm the three that I remember watching. I'll
0: roll through some bands that I've been listening to that you don't have to. But uh, check out a band called Eternal Rot. Mm-hmm. They did a split with Coffins. That's how I found them. Super slow, heavy death metal stuff. Tenebro. Thank you, Jared. Tenebro. 100% influenced by Italian horror. Figured you'd dig them. Yeah, and I can't stop listening to them. Every release is great. Uh, Toxic Death. Excellent thrash band that we jammed before uh, recording. Deserve to Die. Japanese PB band. (laughs) Fuck you everyone you know and the horse you rode on that band fucking rules still jamming the new dark throne make
1: fun of me i want you to it's called astral fortress the only people who get pissy about that are the people who like are just diehard black metal fans
0: and i get it it's not first wave but the new the last couple
1: fucking dark throne records just resonate with me very well well that's the thing if you're a hardcore black metal fan you should have gave up on Dark Throne by now because you know that they're fucking not sticking with what their first Yeah, this is not were. under the sign of the black mark,
0: dude. We're, we're in different territory now. He's not We're into, not in like
1: Trans... We're not in like Transylvania Hunger. Yeah, that too. Yeah, yeah, Like, right. we're not fucking there, dude. No, like, they got a little bit more to offer now and it's like... When made, like you know, FOAD came out, you realize... You should have known by then that they were not just sticking with black metal. Right. Yeah, they're uh, they're on a different level. Like, yeah, when that album came out, like, it's it was pretty clear they were kind of going with more punk and, like, metal punk-type fucking vibes to it. Oh, yeah. So at that point, which was, like, what, that was, like, early 2000s when FOAD came out? Mid-late, yeah. Like, you should have a feeling, like, oh, yeah, dude, this fucking band isn't sticking to, like, straight black metal. So at this point... If you're a straight black metal fan, your opinion of Dark Funeral doesn't fucking matter. Which you know,
0: not to get on like down a rabbit hole on this shit, but like Bathory did the same thing, man.
1: They started off like oh, dude, they were raw as fuck in the beginning. They've got to their Viking, Viking era, then thrash like yeah. in the '90s, and like it, it's just it was. Like, I mean, basically went from like raw, like black ish thrash to like thrash to Viking era, yeah, back
0: to thrash. Mm-hmm. It's all good. If you like the band, dude, it's all good. It's black metal people, though. <laughs> but, dude, definitely, like, at least give the fucking new um, Dark Throne a shake. I found a band called High Reaper. Um, R-E-E-P-E-R. Uh, I don't know. They're they're pretty cool. And then, uh, finally, been jamming the fuck out of the first Pagan Altar, man. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Judgment That's fucking of stellar. the Dead. It's so good, man. And there really isn't any bad pagan altar but that first one really fucking hits it's really good man yeah they didn't go the fucking um witch finder general route no they're in a league of their own i think especially their older stuff that's all i've been jamming
1: though man what have you been listening to uh from what i can remember uh straight classic axe grinder rise of the serpent men oh man that album's a fucking hit um, just that whole that whole style of like stench crust Ugh. like x grinder, fucking sword wielder Zoe from fucking Japan. Like even like getting into, like Stormcrow, like that just whole fucking hell shock. Ooh I'm fucking vibing that lately. Um and then um kinda went back into this Japanese punk band very very high energy fucking uh called Guka got to see them when they played in uh, Ann Arbor in like i think it was like 0506 amazing fucking great love that fucking band um gizm just kind of rolling through fucking their discography Fucking love that band. I know they get a lot of hate. I a lot of people say, like, oh, Detestations are only good shit. But like, no, oh, dude, they're fucking. Almost everything that band has done has been fucking amazing. Um, and just, you, you gotta dig into everything outside of Detestation. Detestation's amazing, but don't limit yourself to that record. Um, everything they've done is golden. Um, Archigathus. Oh, you that go. seems a. That's always in my wheelhouse somewhere. Right, like, yeah. when I bounce between, like, Grind and Punk, like, when I go back to Grind, it's always, like, Archigathus and, like, mince, mincey stuff more than anything. Um, it seems to be, like... I still like a lot of the, the like, raw Grind stuff, like sphere Cartery and, you know, like, PLF and any of the older stuff, like, Gathicles and whatever. But I always go back to because I think it's, like, Dan's, like... a that early stuff, Dan set up that recording so fucking well; it just sounds fucking great. Yeah, and they're a band that it's it's mince core, but it has a fucking very punk sensibility to it, so it has a very punk sound. And there's songs that you could tell are just straight rooted in that. Yeah, so I'll never I'll never sway from them. Um, then Mezrine, which is a Canadian like a uh, early like grind mince band. Fucking golden. I've been jamming their fucking old school '99 10 inch that came out uh, a handful of years ago, which is like all their old demos and a couple of their old splits, like uh, including one of those that they're split with Rot. Um, fucking stellar. Um, and then uh, you know me and just punk and DB in general. Uh, this band Anguish Life, which is like a newer DB band, but they definitely have that old school like they're they're almost a i used to say kind of like a discharge worship band but they do it correctly it has like that old school just flavor of db and it sounds so fucking good raw as fuck probably yeah i got the flexi demo and it's fucking gold dude fuck yeah man that's pretty much what i've been listening to uh there's been more in there. I've been popping, popping out records here and there. Um, actually, yeah, dude. I fucking put on fucking... Uh, gloom? Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah,
0: fucking Gloom. Of course. Um, yeah. Also, just let me chime in real quick. Um, sword Wielder, Axe Grinder, Instinct of Survival. Yeah, yeah, buddy. You buddy. want them too. Yeah, you
1: love those guys. I always uh, forget you yeah, do. That did. might
0: be my favorite of the trio.
1: I, I never pull their records out because I always forget how much you like those guys. Yeah,
0: they're fucking incredible. Yeah, it's like the stenchcore, like kind of like
1: that's like, just
0: like early crust. I,
1: I maybe because they're more modern. I don't know, but they, it's like that, like Amoebix era crust. Yeah, I know that's like you're you're your, you dig those. I remember showing you when I first showed you like that style because I knew you like Doom. I'm like, I think you like fucking. There's yeah. like crust bands that you would like.
0: It's crazy, because you showed me Axe Grinder first, and then, like, Sword Wielder. Sword and I was like, dude, this is right in there, and then, like, Instinct of Survival had more of a Doom aesthetic to it, but it still had the a uh, OG, like, stench core crust thing, but, like, just heavy and dense and fucking... And it's cool, too, because it comes from, like, the, like you said, like, uh like a perspective of punks and shit it's like a different
1: it's not metal it's just I love it man yeah well that's the thing like going back into that whole the the whole grind thing um, grind as a fucking genre is very punk based it came from punks it was punks basically wanting to play faster Mm -hmm. Um, and then obviously as things grow and decades go on shit spreads and there was like Metalheads who started grind bands, but I can listen to a band and feel like and kind of like know right off riff if I'm gonna dig them and where they came from because I'm like, these dudes came from metal. Doesn't necessarily mean they're bad, right? Some of them are good, yes. But some grind bands from metal side fucking suck, yeah, for sure. But when you hear a fucking grind band that totally came from punk. It's like fucking chef kiss, dude. When you hear a death metal band that comes from punk. Dude, that's something I used to talk to Tuesday and Charlie about.
0: It's a different thing, man. So, obviously, I came from yeah. death metal and metal. You know, supple, old Sepultura, Slayer stuff like I grew up with. But you you would show me these bands that were like legit death metal bands, but it's derivative of punk. Like, it just it, it has a different... Like coffins and stuff, and like, it's like this is death metal,
1: but it's not metal. It's from fucking punks, man. Like I used to talk to Tuesday and Charlie about that because obviously they're like, they're huge into that stuff. They're punks more than anything, but they are huge into like metal and death metal and that whole thing. They fucking have a head eruption. Yeah, I don't even know where this conversation started. Yeah, I don't either. (laughs) (laughs) I can't figure it out.
0: But uh, yeah, that's. We're, uh, we're drunk. We're, that's, we're, that's the cue. We're here, man. That's the cue. Oh,
1: There's dude. There's, there's a whole crowd on my TV. I don't even know what it is. <laughs>
0: that's the cue.
1: <Q>. So, mark <laughs> that time.
0: This is our sign off. This is us. This is Burnt Offerings. Watch The Abomination 1986. Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, we'll be back soon and we'll do another episode
1: listening, guys. Yeah, guys, uh, fucking, uh,